Hello and welcome to Al Dente, the podcast by and for Adelaide University dental students. We begin by acknowledging that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and future. I'm Ella George, a third year dental student and I'm the host of Al Dente's fourth season. This episode I'm joined by the two members of the ADSA Recent Graduates Committee, Drs. Amy Cow and Selena Singh. Hi guys. Hey Ella, how are Hi, you? Hi Ella. Good, thank you. How are you guys? Good. Good, good. as well. That's good to hear. Um, any nerves? Have you guys been on a podcast before? <laughs> no, this is my first time. <laughs> yeah, this is my first time as well. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. I think Al Dente was definitely the first podcast I was on. I actually didn't expect coming into dental school for us to have a podcast. So yeah. I think that was quite cool. <laughs> very. very Thanks cool. for having us. <laughs> no, we're very excited to have you on. We like to kick the episode off with a media recommendation from each speaker. So that could be an article you've read, an album you've listened to, or a show you've enjoyed. Um, so what's one media recommendation that you guys have for the listeners? I do have... Well, I had a few, actually. <laughs> but the, Let me get my <laughs> But Well, actually, one of the first ones was... Um, on Netflix, I've finished watching Physical 100. I don't know if you guys. Yes, yeah. yes. So it's kind of like a Korean uh, game show. Everyone on there is like from some sort of fitness or sports background, okay. um, and they compete in challenges. And the aim is like whoever wins is meant to have the most, I guess, well balanced, um, strong. Oh, yeah, like body. Because isn't it like the different challenges engage different abilities, and it's not necessarily you have to be the the muscliest person yeah. or the most agile. And the way they pace the show is kind of like Squid Games. Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah. <laughs> exciting. Yeah, oh, that's um, a great. But other than that, because I love cats, um, mm-hmm. the most recent movie I watched was Puss in Boots, yeah. um, which I highly yeah. recommend. Um, yeah. Really adorable. Thank you. <laughs> I actually really liked that one as well. I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> I have no shame in admitting it. I loved it. I, I watch cartoons. So I love yeah. <laughs> My shows that I'm watching at the moment, um, I finally got around to watching White Lotus, so I'm mm. nearly at the end of the first season, so I'm a bit behind, but I am loving it. It is so... I don't know. There's something so engaging about the show. It's, it's kind of about... I think the theme is around rich people and how they behave and how that impacts the people around them. So I'm really enjoying it. I I love that kind of thing. And then the other show that I've been watching is The Last of Us. So I'm loving the new adaptation of the original game that um, was very, very popular a few years ago. So Have you ever played the game? I did. Mm -hmm. I did play the game and then I... You know, the bits that were too hard and I kept dying, I just pumped them off and, like, <laughs> got my husband to beat those levels. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just here for the story. <laughs> like, Do you feel like the show did it justice? You know what? I think I'm loving it. I think this when you adapt a game to a show, there's obviously it's not going to be a one-for-one. Mm-hmm. And I think that the adaptation they've done has really honoured the actual theme of the show Uh, Um, and whatever sort of small change I don't want to spoil it but (laughs) the small changes they've done I think have added to the viewing experience okay that's good to hear hear, because I feel like people are often disappointed with adaptations yes yeah that's right that's like my husband he's like one of those who's like this isn't what the original was (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's like one scene missing from the book or whatever just enjoy it just enjoy it My media recommendation, um, probably the last show I finished would be Dairy Girls on Netflix. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yes. 
That one came out a long time ago and I actually started watching it a while back and I got through, it has three seasons and then the show ended. I got through the first two and a half seasons and I was like, I don't want to watch the rest because I don't want it to That's be over. right, I know. That's what you know when you love a show and you just avoid finishing mm-hmm. it because that it means it's over. I know, but it was it was really funny. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, that. I loved it. I think I just put on an Irish accent for like a week afterwards. <laughs> Contagious. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if we jump into the questions section. Some of our listeners might know you, um, maybe from uni or through the ADASA, um, but many of us won't. So could you tell me a little bit each about yourselves? Uh, well, for me, I actually grew up in Sydney mm-hmm. and I'm not an Adelaide grad. I graduated from Griffith University on the Gold Coast. Um, nice. This was back in 2016. After that, I um, was really keen to go into a um, full-time public job. Um, so I did a lot of volunteering when I was studying um, and then got a job with SA Dental at Murray Bridge. Um, so I've been with SA Dental ever since um, but after my first year of going full-time public I wanted a bit more of a balance so I went um, and started uh, private part-time yeah. which is what I'm still doing at the moment. Um, and then other than dentistry um, in my hobbies, um, I like doing arts and crafts and playing games. And I'm married with two cats, um, settled in Mount Barker at the moment. Oh, nice, nice. What kind of cats do you have? Uh, one's black and one's ginger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the best way to describe a cat, right? Yeah. Not <laughs> tells you to breed with yeah. cats. Like, is it yeah. a red cat? <laughs> cats? Whatever yeah. breed. <laughs> so I am also originally from Sydney and I came here to do dentistry. So. I'm a graduate of the University of Adelaide and then I obviously met my partner here and I just never left. Um, so in the years since I graduated I've worked across you know corporate and private and public and I think one of the big things for me is that I really enjoyed you know the balance that I've got here where I do a bit of uni teaching and I do my work in private so that's pretty much what I found works best for me. Um, with regard to my hobbies I think I I just go through hobby after hobby after hobby after hobby so I've got a million unfinished or un you know mastered hobbies so at the moment my current hobby is DIY stuff for my house Mm -hmm. (laughs) what kind of stuff are you DIYing I'm starting small so I'm doing sort of refinishing of tables and things like Mm -hmm, that and then there's the garden which is my never-ending hobby so that's what I'm doing at the moment I actually hate gardening so do you <laughs> like when I got my house like mm-hmm. I was like I'm going to find a house with no lawn just I love the concept of gardening but I seem to kill a lot of plants mm. oh guys I love it I probably think that I'm better at it than I actually am but I make up for it in enthusiasm that's good as long as you've got some surviving yeah. lawn and yeah. bushes yeah. Well, I grow cat grass for my cats Nice. You're a cat Interesting that you're both from Sydney. That's actually quite common, I've noticed, um, within the dental school. A lot of people move here from Sydney. Yeah, yeah. I think in my year we had a lot of interstate uh, people. But you know what I found is that once I feel like Adelaide really grows on us, I spent the first three years of my undergrad being like, yeah, I can't wait to move back to Sydney. But then I was like, wow, I just would never, ever, ever do that. And I can comfortably yeah. afford yeah. a house here. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. <laughs> Um, what made you want to move to Adelaide? Um, I was kind of just happy to move wherever because I already had to move um, when I graduated high school. Right. So I was like happy to just keep having adventure moving somewhere else. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I am interviewing you both as obviously 
members of the ADASA Recent Graduates Committee. And something that I guess not all of our listeners would know is what actually is the ADASA? So the ADASA is the South Australian branch of the Australian Dental Association and essentially it is an organisation that is owned and run by dentist members. Um, I sort of think of ADSA, ADASA as an extension of ADSS in the sense that when I was an undergrad, ADSS kind of helped us identify the issues that the students had and advocate for those issues and make the experience better for us as undergrads. So that's how I of, often think of ADASA. It's championing for the profession, which is actually quite a small profession. Mm-hmm. Um, and the issues that affect us and it provides I suppose dentists a framework and a network. I mean for me um, I've actually used some of the services myself. Um, I think it's something that you can use while you're a student um, but all the way through the rest of your career and even until you retire. Um, So like for example they've got um, an HR advice hub um, so I actually use that when I changed private jobs. Um, Pharmacy advice um, so I've used that on occasion and particularly during COVID when we didn't have like face-to-face courses I use the CPD portal a lot and there's Mm. um, lectures um, on there as well and good quality content I think as well Um, one of the big things that Amy mentioned was in COVID there was a lot of um, I suppose confusion and a lack of awareness that was what what advice is there for the actual profession what are we supposed to be doing and that's where ADASA and ADA in general really helps you sort of keep up to date with what changes are happening in the industry whether that's clinical or whether that is, you know, compliance, what do you need to be doing to be compliant? Um, I think when you are in a profession like dentistry, if you don't have that um, sort of across the board approach, you oftentimes have a lot of different dentists doing their own mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a coordination. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. And sort of now that we can do more face to face things, mm-hmm. um, we do also have like CPD that's in person um, and events and stuff um, that's both for students and dentists. Um, that means you get to do like networking and meet other people as well. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, because um, something that we do wonder is like what kind of services do the ADASA provide that are relevant to dental or oral health students? Students, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the big things, particularly with the committee that Amy and I are on, which mm-hmm. is recent grads, is we're kind of like a bridging uh, group. We want to kind of be there for our members who are yet to come, so the students, and also cater to our members who are just graduated as well. So we, I think officially we, we cater to first year out to 10 years out. Okay. Um, as That's well quite as broad. yeah, it is actually a big, big group. So just to help with that transition yeah. from being a student to a professional, to which being a professional. does take a while. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Speaking of the recent graduates committee, um, what specifically, what are you and what do you do? So the recent grads is, is a, like Amy said, a transitionary committee. So we, because we've got that, that group first year out to 10 years out, it's such a huge broad Mm -hmm. group. So what we try and do is we try and put forward some clinical um, CPD based offerings to try and cater to that group. And we also like to put together, you know, social events and networking because in a city like Adelaide, it's so much about keeping connected with other people in your profession. 
Um, so that's what we like to do. And we also like to obviously keep our ear to the ground about what are young dentists looking for from the profession and what can we do to provide that for them as their organisation. Mm-hmm. So if there are certain um, interests coming from students or young dentists, we try to be a representative for that and get that advanced. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, you know, younger dentists should definitely have a voice in where the profession is going in South Australia. So we would then act as that, um, you know, sort of bridging committee to say to council, for example, or some of the other committees in the um, dental association that this is what younger members are looking for. Mm-hmm. So you guys kind of act as a spokesperson yeah. for the younger dentists. That's good to hear. And specifically for you guys, what made you want to get involved with the ADASA? Um, I guess this all started back when I was a student. I have been like a, you know, a member since I was a student as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to get involved um, in a lot of extracurricular activities um, outside of just studying. Um, so I also did like student body work in mm-hmm. the Australian Dental Students Association. Oh, yeah. Um, and then when I first graduated, I was really focused on just like working and learning um, that I kind of stopped doing some of those things. And I realised like I am passionate about it and I want to go back to working with students and other young dentists so that's how I came to join the committee. I think I've got a very similar story to Amy. I was part of the ADSS um, in undergrad and I think I loved the fact that I was able to make some of those changes that I was looking for happen Um, and after I graduated I had a year or two of just finding my feet and working out you know what how kind of how I wanted to practice and whatnot. And then after sort of the dust settled on that first year out, I was like, you know, I'm missing something. I really, I want to get involved. I want to do something. I want to give back to the profession. Um, and that's when I joined Recent Graduates. And I think it kind of just snowballed from there. So after I joined Recent Graduates Committee, I also joined the Communications Committee. And this year I'm on the council. So it's actually been a really enriching experience for me. What do you do with the, the communications committee? So there are a lot of different committees um, that the Dental Association has. Communications is quite a broad committee, so we look at marketing and we look at getting dental health education to the public. So mm-hmm. during Dental Health Week, the communications committee would look at what kind of messages are we looking at getting out there, um, where is there a gap between what the profession believes and what the public believes, and how right. can we bridge that gap. Um, We also look at, you know, are we serving our members well? Are our members aware of what offerings we have? Um, So it's a mix of communicating with the profession and then communicating as the profession to the public. Right. I haven't really thought about the ADA or the ADSA like that in terms of also um, facilitating a conversation with the public. I kind yeah. of think it's like a dentist community. And I think that's, I'm so glad that you asked that question because a lot of our, I suppose, interaction with the public should come from a unified front whereas if you have for example channel 7 interviewing a dentist who's got a particular opinion which doesn't align with the profession right it's not giving the public a unified opinion it's a single person's opinion so what ADA tries to do is to get everyone on the same page as a profession and then do interviews and media releases to reflect the profession's opinion rather than an individual dentist's opinion and do you two have any particular goals or hopes for your work with the ADASA and the recent grad committee 
Um, as someone who's worked um, sort of rural and um, doing part-time public mm-hmm. and private, I think those are the two main focus areas. So um, making sure like rural um, young dentists are supported and kind of building a bit more of a better relationship between public and private dentists as well. Mm-hmm. I think for myself, my goal uh, for the recent grads would be to try and offer tailored CPD and tailored offerings for, as I said, that first five years out mm-hmm. versus the five to ten years out. I think, like you mentioned, Ella, it's such a big group and um, sometimes you'll find that what necessarily is helpful for a younger grad isn't really doing it for somebody who's eight years out or mm-hmm. nine years out. So um, one of the big things that we are trying to do this year is to try and introduce like um, a graduate program or like a crash course for our recent graduates just to get them up to speed with all the things they need to know to thrive in private industry. Um, So what we're looking at at the moment, our recent um, topic that came up in one of our meetings was what topics do we need to do to help people who've graduated from the program bridge that gap as quick as they can. So Mm -hmm. we're looking at doing um, like a, a crash course almost for our younger grads. And then we also put on some CPD events for our older recent grads um, right. so something for everyone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you find that there's um within the recent grads committee um a lot of people who work rurally or are interested in rural dentistry um we do have a few committee members mm-hmm. who yeah. work rural um sometimes like they'll join us for meetings online mm-hmm. um so yeah there's a bit of representation there definitely and i think more and more with um you know the competitive nature of Uh, dentistry uh, I suppose having a dental school in South Australia makes it not hard for a lot of grads to get uh, sort of saturated in the market Mm -hmm. so sometimes and a lot of good advice that's been given to me and other colleagues is that sometimes you do need to go rural for those first couple of years Mm -hmm. just to, to work out where you're doing you know your best work and where you need to be working a bit better and there's oftentimes a lot of work there for our rural members so I think we always just need to recall that they're there and we need to engage Mm -hmm. them Um, we've even got a country councillor I think on on um, councils to represent Mm -hmm. that group that's good to hear no I have actually heard good things about working rurally as a as a recent grad I've heard that you get a lot of experience quickly absolutely Mm -hmm, absolutely very enriching Mm all right we're now going to take a short break and hear a message from Ray Evans partners dental accounting and finance specialists our people are here to assist you in every step of your career whether you're a student dentist or business owner we have the tools and the experience to see you succeed our dental graduate program provides you with a complimentary tax return or business activity statement and a financial health check to help you kickstart your career contact us today via our website facebook and instagram or on 8208 4777 to start planning your financial future. Web, with you every step of the way. Hi again, welcome back from the break. Another question more relevant to you guys in your kind of own professional lives. What do you think is the most challenging part about transitioning from being a dental student to a dentist? 
Um, I have a serious answer, not serious answer. Okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the not serious answer is like when I first graduated, I took so many naps after work <laughs> because I just wasn't used to working like yeah. full time hours. Yeah. Oh, you're used yeah. to doing like um, three hours in clinic or something? Yeah. So that was a challenge. Yeah. Um, but I think the other serious, the serious answer is like I'm sort of like a perfectionist type personality, mm. and I think when you like finish dental school you're like okay cool like I've learned a lot of things and I've passed my exams I'm good to go but then you start working and you realize you know nothing and <laughs> when things don't go to plan you're just like why can't I make why it go I to plan so why am I so bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's actually such a good point I think that you know dentistry tends to attract a certain type of person who has high standards mm-hmm and who wants to help other people and who wants to make a difference. Um, But I think it's a double-edged sword because that comes back to you because if you're working just by yourself or it's kind of like an echo chamber, you know, the one thing that I found, you know, was difficult for me was when I was going through dental school, I had a good group of friends, you know, and you, amongst all the ILA groups and the clinic groups Mm -hmm. and the sim clinic groups and the, you know, you kind of get to know everybody eventually. Um, and then, you know, fifth year comes along and everyone's like, I can't wait to graduate. But what you don't realize is, you know, that whole support network just goes. Um, and it's, it's such bad timing because you're at that point where you really need that support. Um, and what I found really difficult was that I graduated. I didn't have you know, my friends in my face all the time being like, oh, yeah, I stuffed that one up too, Mm. or, oh, yeah, I struggled with this or this and that. And it's just you going home or driving home being like, why didn't I do a good enough job for that person? And you don't have somebody who is your equal or your colleague oftentimes to bounce off of. Um, You know, so what they say about dentistry being an isolating profession is really, really true. Um, I think one of the big things that you know ADA was for me initially was support Mm -hmm. it was a support network that I had to create for myself so I didn't end up just feeling like oh my god I'm the worst I just can't get the and it comes in time you know it it works out all right in the end but you really do need somebody who you know isn't your boss maybe or isn't you know um, somebody who's in a authority position just to tell you that it's actually fine like it's gonna be fine I do, I do think with dentistry, um, once you graduate, you are quite alone. If yeah. you compare it to something like, like medicine, which is a somewhat similar yeah. career industry, um, you graduate and then you go into you know internships or That's rotations right. or things That's like that. Right. With a dentist, you leave and you have your qualification. You're just there in your room with the patient and mm-hmm. the DA and they're both looking at you like, hey, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> and if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> who do you turn to? And then you're like, do I know what I'm doing? <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think there was a really, um, I don't know if you guys caught this, but there was like a really interesting study that was released recently with a lot of different dental schools or, or groups. And they were saying that, you know, dentists have a huge, huge rate of burnout, mm. um, you know, and mental stress. And I think part of that comes from what you said, Ella, it's just, it's, it's isolating. Mm-hmm. It's very independent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you need to go out there and, and make your own links and make your own networks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else that, that helped you for getting through that period? I mean, look, I'm happy to comment on my experience. <laughs> if you want to add. You can go first. I think for me it was, I 
definitely uh, learned by through making mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I did not have a beautiful, amazing time. <laughs> I think I, I bit off more than I could chew initially. So what Amy was saying, you know, that wor- working in undergrad is not like working in, uh, you know, postgrad. You kind of, there's no one checking your work, but there's also nobody you could ask for for help, you know, um, because mm-hmm. your boss has got his patients or her patients. And you can't just be like, hey, can you come over and have a look at my my cavity prep? So I think there's that mental, uh, I suppose, stress. And there's also the physical stress. You're kind of sitting with your body in a particular position five days a week. So Mm -hmm. for me, I think um, I probably bit off more than I could chew. I was working six days initially because I just thought that, you know, yeah, I I have to work now because I've graduated. (laughs) Um, and then it took me a while to go back and actually say, actually, I don't need to be working six days a week. I can work four days a week or five days a week. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the, the thing for me. I, I had to make my mistakes and then learn from them. Mm-hmm. What about you, Amy? I think um, for me, it was probably focusing on things outside of dentistry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a release for the stress. Yeah. Um, so things like doing arts and crafts or sewing, um, just to take your mind off because there's things that happen at work like if you're making all your efforts to learn and get better um there's going to be stress um which is inevitable Mm -hmm. um and just learning to manage that like it's not you don't have to try like have a no stress life which is impossible um but just yeah having a balance yeah so true it's important you say that um something that i sometimes talk about with other dental students is the idea that we're very stressed right now and like uni consumes so much of your yeah. life like you you go to uni to clinic whatever you have a bad day then you have to go home and watch your lectures yes and we kind of all look forward to graduating it's the idea of oh that stops then you have the work-life balance once your last yeah. patient leaves it's all over yeah but i don't think it's like it's that it's so <laughs> not like that that's pretty much what i used to think as well mm-hmm. like oh i just gotta get through fifth year and then it'll be fine mm-hmm. and it just isn't <laughs> like i think my friends and i had this joke um where we all kind of just had TMD for the first year out because oh, no. we all like <laughs> had massive, massively swollen masses. <laughs> like, and I think I'm not even joking. Like one of my friends ended up, you know, having a, an actual jaw physio work on her, and then one of my other friends had Botox done mm-hmm. to freeze the masses, and that was a whole other story. So. It's, it's actually a thing. I, I'm going to coin it now. Like, you heard it here first. Like, first year out TMD is a thing. No. Well, I got it. <laughs> did you actually? <laughs> I did. There you go. Oh, we need a study. To there you go. <laughs> it was, like, this one day where I, like, sneezed really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a few times in a row. And then my jaw just got stuck. And wow. I knew for a while, like, I've been grinding. Didn't get yeah. a night guard. Um, luckily, it was right before I was going on holiday, and so it kind of resolved mm-hmm. itself, and then I got an eye guard after that, so I've been wearing one ever since. That's right, yeah. <laughs> First year, our bruxisms, like, parapunction, <laughs> like, TND, it's a thing. Oh. We should, like, have the ADA make night guards for everyone <laughs> in fifth year as a, <laughs> a graduation, as a graduation gift. Uh, I guess on the flip side of that, what did you enjoy most about graduating and then moving on into independent practice? I mean, initially it was nice to like finally have money mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, get paid yeah, yeah. Um, and not have any exams. Uh, and then, yeah, for the first couple of years, I occasionally still had one of those nightmares where you like think you're late for an exam or you forgot to study. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't have any exams. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the most um, that I enjoy is actually 
now that I have sort of like I guess my patients that I look after mm-hmm. and I've been graduated for like a few years now um, you get to have like a lasting relationship with some of them whereas like once you finish dental school you kind of don't really get to see the same patients again that's true yeah. I don't know what it was like at Griffith but um, within the Adelaide Dental Hospital there isn't much of a recall system in no, terms of seeing not. patients again no it's not yeah, yeah. so often. I guess it's I no, I'm sorry to cut you off, but um, you're so so right. Like, I feel like in the ADH, you you know sometimes come to clinic and you see, oh, my patient was back in and they saw somebody else and mm-hmm. blah. Like nobody even told me this. There's a lot of chop and change, and I don't think you get to review your work as mm-hmm. much as what maybe you'd like to do. Mm-hmm. No, so is that something you've enjoyed about graduating? Like, yeah. Have you had some of the same patients for? Because you've been working in Adelaide for a long time now, right? Yeah. Sometimes, like you see, like. Um, you know the kids and the parents or the mm-hmm. grandparents as well so it's kind of nice um, having that continuity yeah definitely and I think that's why a lot of people go into dentistry for because or healthcare in general because they want to work with people mm-hmm. that's right yeah yeah, yeah. what about you Sal? I think I've got a very similar reason to Amy like uh, I thrive on relationships with people and you know I I honestly didn't realize what an impact I had made on people until I took some time off last year to get married and like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of my patients came in while I was away to give me odd gifts Aww, and things. So <laughs> I, I remember thinking like, do they, you know, I guess they like me. Like, <laughs> so I got a, a lot of different gifts. I got like, um, you know, some fresh laid eggs from somebody's chicken. That's a pretty good gift. And <laughs> I thought that was a great gift. Um, and some pot plants because, mm-hmm. you know, word had gotten out that I like plants and gardening so <laughs> just just making those connections and you know um, you know I've got a lovely uh, couple who I see who I've been seeing for five six years now and I'm pretty sure they know my life better than I know my life <laughs> like they'll come and be like hey so listen I had an idea about what you could do in the garden and I was <laughs> like yeah let's just lay it on me let's hear it <laughs> no, that's good chatty patients I always love a chatty patient yeah I'm the chatty dentist I think that's the problem like <laughs> I think you need to be a bit though especially if your patient's got their mouth open and they can't talk you've got to be able to have a one-way conversation mm-hmm. I love seeing kids and mm-hmm. chatting about the most recent cartoons we've watched oh, <laughs> oh yes um, for their ideas <laughs> yeah Hal, I know you tutor at the University of Adelaide how did you get involved with the dental school in that way so I actually um started out so when I my sort of first or first year out, I think I was going through a few different changes in my working situation. So initially I was working six days a week and I thought, oh my gosh, that is a lot. So I left that position and I was able to find um, three days work somewhere else. And with my two days off, I was just like, what am I doing with myself? I need to be doing something. So that's when I thought I would um, have a chat with some of my now ex-tutors and see if they were looking for anyone to tutor. And I started off um, in the sim clinic. So mm-hmm. I felt really comfortable in the sim clinic. I was like, this is where I can't hurt anyone. <laughs> They're all plastic. <laughs> They're all plastic. And I think what really surprised me is that, you know, I was maybe one or two years out, but, you know, in my mind, I, f- I still felt like I had been a student like a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got back into the sim clinic, it really took me by surprise. Like I actually have learned quite a bit since I was here. Mm-hmm. And I do feel that this is well within my wheelhouse. Like I'm, I can do the cavity preps very, very easily. So it was, um, it was a great sort of, you know, full circle moment. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially tutoring in the same place you graduated yeah, from. Right? Yeah, I know. It was great. It was actually... And, you know, one thing I really, really liked was that the professional community at the university was so good. They were so welcoming. And they never ma- made me feel like, oh, well, you were just a student like a minute ago. You know, they were... I still had some bad habits where I'd refer to people as, you know, Dr. So-and-so or this and that. And they'd be like, no, you need to stop doing that now. <laughs> we, we, if you call me that, then I have to call you Dr. Singh. And it's just weird. <laughs> um, so how, how far out of dental school were you when you said you started? I think I was two years out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. The first year out, honestly, was just figuring myself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Did you know anybody when you came back? Like any of the yeah. students? Yeah, I think um, a few of the students uh, were sort of in the junior years when I was graduating, so we didn't have a lot of contact. It would be like, you know, first year versus when I was in fifth year. Oh, yeah, you um, probably saw them at a barbecue or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, so I probably saw them at Fresh's Barbecue and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, the funny thing about Adelaide is you kind of, you know dental students. You know them just by the look of them. You're like, I've seen <laughs> you around the school. It's a small You've city. got your little fish tackle box of sim clinic instruments. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> Speaking of dental and oral health students, what advice would you two give to the students who are tuning in today? Um, I, I think referencing back to what we were talking about um, before with the challenges um, of dentistry, um, definitely looking after your mental health and maintaining your support networks is really important. Definitely. Yeah, I think my, I, I think my advice is really try to get as much out of dental school as you possibly can you know I think there are times like Amy mentioned that you need to be very conscious of your your mental health and make sure you don't burn out but part of that is also you know you don't want to let yourself get to a state where you're just coasting through because you'll look back and think you know I really should have made more of that time um, and not just coasted through I should have gone to those extra things that were on or I should have you know looked into this other topic or whatever it is while I had my tutor there to ask definitely yeah and I guess that's a lot of what we've been talking about today that there there is a lot of support in dental school that you can't get anywhere else yeah moving on to the question we ask everybody in this (laughs) podcast if you had to describe yourself as any dental instrument or birth what would it be and why um so I had a silly response to this (laughs) which was the spoon excavator because I like being little spoon (laughs) (laughs) That's actually that's, no, that's very creative. I'm not sure we've had good. a spoon excavator yeah. on before. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I actually thought really long and hard. This is the most I thought about this ever. Like, <laughs> so you, you don't think about what bird you're doing. I, yeah, I I never actually took the time to think about it. But I I can't really relate myself to an instrument. But I am going through a particular phase right now where I'm loving artery forceps. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I just look at them sometimes and I think this is the best tool in my kit because it's so useful in every way. I mean, I, I should say mirror because I've got a little mirror on my keys, but... Oh, very cute. But, um, <laughs> yeah, at the moment, it's hemostats, so they're just fantastic. What are you using for? Anything. You name it, I can use a hemostat. <laughs> Impressive. I just... I love it. I love it. Do you think of yourself as versatile as a dentist? Do you, do you enjoy lots of different things? I think so. I'm, I think that's a really good conclusion you've drawn that I did not <laughs> have in mind. But, yes, I think I would be versatile. Okay. No, you keep very busy. You do all things. <laughs> That's true. The hemostats are always busy. <laughs> That's right. Thank you guys for bridging the gap there. <laughs> um, we've talked a lot about the ADASA today. Is there a way that the dental and oral health students listening today can get involved with the ADASA? Yeah, absolutely. I think we we um, 
would love for the students to come along to our events. So as I mentioned earlier, not all of our events are academic based. We have a lot of social events that, you know, it'd be a great networking opportunity for students to come along and get to know who else is in the profession in Adelaide, particularly if they plan on staying here. Um, We've also got uh, a mentorship scheme, which is specifically targeted at undergrad students in years three, four and five to link them up with a practicing dentist who is, again, that person who's not directly teaching you Mm -hmm. or not the boss where you work or DA, just somebody who's impartial and able to, you know, advise you on, on all the issues that you might be going through. That's good. That's good to hear. That's actually not something I knew about as a student. You should sign up, Ella. I might be your mentor. It'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) A membership is free if you do sign up, too. Absolutely, yeah. Membership is free. Um, There's actually a whole range of benefits that are specifically targeted to the students. Um, And, you know, we've got a free digital library that you have access to for articles and CBD Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, And you've got therapeutic guidelines online. And, you know, we've got... um, free insurance with Guild as a student. So lots and lots and lots of different ways for students to make the best use out of their membership. Definitely. And you mentioned CPD. Do you think there's anything you provide that could maybe be relevant to like fourth and fifth year students? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like to give you an example, one of the things we try to focus on is stuff that maybe, you know, you didn't have a lot of exposure to in undergrad. So um, one of the talks we're doing later this year is about obstructive sleep apnea and breathing and how to identify airway issues in children. Um, So it's such an interesting topic. And I think that I myself, as somebody who is probably more of a senior recent grad, would get something from it. But I know somebody who's just graduated who may not have had a lot of exposure mm-hmm. would also get something out of it. Yeah, that could be a nice intro to things yeah. that maybe you don't need to know about right now, but you will in the future. Yeah, and you know, if all you take away from it is how do I identify it and who do I send this to for management, that's a win. Yeah, that's what, that's what you need, I guess, as yeah. a new graduate. Yeah. Um, you've actually got a little brochure there for, is that one for students? Yeah, so we actually have a little brochure for students, which I'm happy to give to you to send out. And it's just got a summary of all the different things that, as a student, you would yeah, be able to get from the ADA. Perfect. I will upload that one into the podcast description if anybody would like to take a look on Spotify or Apple Music. Okay. Thanks to both of you so much for taking the time out of your, I'm sure, very busy lives to come and share a bit about the ADASA and yourselves. Um, Thank you to the ADASA for their sponsorship of this episode and also to Wright Evans Partners for their ongoing support of Al Dente. Um, Of course, a shout out to Neha for all your work behind the scenes. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Al Dente through Spotify, Apple Music or Google Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in today and as always, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.